Hello, and welcome to Launch Legends, the only podcast focused exclusively on the stories behind internet marketing's biggest and best launches. Each week, we sit down with an online marketing expert to tell the story of one of their launches, what went well, what didn't, and how much cash they made. And now, your host, Hamad Akbar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Launch Legends. Today we're joined by Paul O'Keefe. Paul actually got into online marketing not that long ago. Uh, when a lot of people, when they start out, they struggle. Paul did not have. He went and partnered up with someone who was a veteran in launch space and became the JV manager. In fact, he did so well that for his first launch, he did $240,000 in revenue. And now he regularly does $200,000 for each launch. So you don't want to miss this interview. Paul really goes deep into the power of networking and building, building relationships to do well in launch space. Um, before we watch the interview, please, if you're watching this on, in, on YouTube, uh, hit the subscribe button. And uh, if you are listening to this on a podcast, please uh, subscribe, rate and review. Okay, Paul, we are recording right now. So please tell me, how did you first get into online marketing? Hi, Hamed. Yeah, well, that was about five years ago. It's quite a strange story, the way it happened, really. I'd been doing some uh, work with a, a guy called Mark Lyford. I was doing some... Uh, we got into Bitcoin when it was only about $100 a shot, and uh, we were mining Bitcoins out, and we were making about nine Bitcoin a week at the time, back in about 2014. We were doing really well. But he was also in getting involved with doing some software launches in the launch space, and he was working with a guy called Richard Fairburn, who was a traffic guy at the time. He'd come from a couple of other backgrounds doing online marketing as well. And so Mark was going to set up a software company working with him. And he just advertised. I saw him advertising. For it. And at the time, I was sort of kind of toying with the idea of moving back to the UK. I'd got married, had a little baby girl, six months old. And so Mark advertised that he, was going to, he wanted um, an affiliate manager, a JV sort of person to go and reach out and get affiliates to come on board and promote the software. Um, he didn't ask me to do it. I was doing other stuff with him, and then I saw it, and I said, look, let me do it. I know I don't know anything about it. I've never been in the launch game. I've never been in, but I'm good socially with people. So he said, okay, okay, I can do it. So I started working with Mark back in the January 2015, and, and Richard was Mark's partner at the time. And then through whatever happened that year, Mark had a bit of a bad year, and um, the company kind of just disbanded, you know, like in uh, around October. But the software side of it with Richard was still kind of like going, but Mark wasn't kind of getting as hands-on as what I'd been doing. I'd been talking to Richard every day. I'd been doing the affiliate recruitment stuff. And so when Mark's come, I got kind of got made redundant of Mark. And then um, Richard just said, look, why don't you come and work with me? Why don't we team up? You work for me. I'll, I'll take you on. I'll let you be my JV manager and just keep going is what you're going to do with Mark, but I'll work with you. So that's kind of how it sort of happened. It kind of happened with the help of Mark. Mark got me into it. But then with Richard, I just took off on another level, really. And, and since then, I think we've done, we've probably done 17 or 18 launches now, uh, me and Richard together, I think. So, um, and I think we... Those launches, were they all software products or uh, info products as well? Mostly, I'd say, I'd say 90% would have been uh, software, usually SaaS apps, just ones that people can log in in the cloud and just do whatever they need to do. We didn't do any desktop apps. There's a couple of training courses and membership sites that were in there as well, but I'd say probably 12 of them were software launches in the IM space mainly. Um, I think 
Yeah, we just we grossed just under about two million dollars, I think, with with those launches. I know it's it's, it's averaged out about a hundred thousand dollars. It's six figure launches each time is what it averaged it out over the five years. I think. Got it. So awesome. Uh, so now to one specific launch. So let's talk about your most successful launch, and then how did that go, and what kind of product okay. that was. Well, we kind of had. <laughs> We've had three that were all pretty good for different reasons, and but one of them's kind of our flagship, and we're gonna re we're gonna relaunch a version three point zero in September. We're gonna launch again on my birthday actually in September. And it was it was called Pixel. The first time we launched it, we did about two hundred, I think we did two hundred forty k on the first one. It was about three thousand sales, um, and then we've had three of them that did over two hundred k in a week. Uh, the other one was Soshi Hub, which was launched a year after that, and then last year. We did Funnels Kit, which was kind of like um, it was like a, an affordable version of ClickFunnels, basically, is the way we, we kind of um, promoted right. that. And that was that actually today, that has actually grossed more in the week than what the Pixel one did. But Pixel, over because it's been there for longer, it's grossed 400K now. We're going to relaunch that. So I'd say Pixel was probably the biggest of the three, and it's kind of our flagship. Okay. Um, product, but but we, the feedback we got from Funnelskip was really good though as well. People were loving that because it was kind of instead of paying ninety seven or two nine seven a month for ClickFunnels, yeah. they, they, we let we let them get in at a one time fee, and then our recurring to get extra funnels in, in, into them and, and templates and stuff was only nine dollars ninety seven a month, so it was like a tenth of the price um, or a thirtieth of the price, depending on which way you look at it. Okay, so let's talk about Pixel. Could you tell me more about the product? Yeah, Pixel, it was basically, at the time, it was quite groundbreaking, really. We were the first people to, um, it, it's evolved into an absolute beast now, to tell you the truth, we, because we, we put other, our other platforms, we pulled them inside it. So we had like a couple of other launches we did was Clixit, and they were like, where you could do the, um, share a link to it, to something like Huffington Post, and you had your pop-up came over, the, over that sort of um, web page authority. That was another really successful launch. But what Pixel was, it was a, a graphical banner creator, but it's a HTML5 one. Uh, so what you could do at the time when no one else was really doing that, and you could actually overlay banners that were in HTML5. So you could have like an advert that came up for a local business that was hooked up with, I don't know, Google Maps. And then on the Google Map, you could drop in the Skype over your, your building. And then if they clicked on the Skype in the advert, it opened up a live Skype call through your advert. You know, we, it, we were quite groundbreaking with what we did with Pixel, and people seemed to sort of love it. And it was just, it was so much more than what it did. It was just a really good graphics tool, but it basically was designed for people running banner ads uh, and then just taking it to another level and, and in, in incorporating HTML5 in it. I mean, there's a lot of people have done it since. It, it was five years ago we launched that, four, okay. four years ago, sorry, four and a half. So, um, but yeah, we've been involved in that. We've, we've kept it going. We've got a good community of people that use it week in, week out. And we, we, we've put in quite some... I'm not going to disclose what we're putting into the, the launch in September because we've got to keep that quiet at the moment just so nobody steals it off us. But we, 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 we're going to do a really big launch in September. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we're going to okay. version 3.0. So let's talk about first launch you did for Pixel. Um, so who did you launch to and how did you build that audience you launched to? Okay, cool. So the way we've done it, I'm, I'm quite lucky that I got to team up with Richard because Richard had already been doing this for a couple of years. He, he was a well-known name in the space. He was my mentor, was Richard, basically. Everything I know has come from him. I talk to him every single day and he's just an absolute legend in, in the space. And he, he's technically really, really gifted. He's very good at 
anything online marketing. He's a, he's a genius when it comes to paid traffic. He's good at list building. And so what he had, he already had a really huge email list. Okay. And because he had an email list that was big, we really kind of based ourselves around the, the receipt model. So for that launch, what we could do is like building up to it, I would reach out to a lot of people that we knew were going to be good affiliates that could bring some heat, could bring the traffic, it fit their audience. So we, I would look at who, who would need, who would have an audience on their email list that would need something of like a banner or graphics type right. program. Okay. Uh, and then we kind of reached out to a lot of those people from within the JV Zoo type crowd and around there. So what I did, I went and looked at the leaderboards, who was topping them on similar type products or similar products in that type of niche. Then we just say, okay, we'd hit, get Richard to hit quite a few of the launches. So when he got onto the leaderboard, I get in touch and say, okay, we're, we're going to hit yours. We're going to get on the leaderboard. Will you sit back for our product? And we just, it did a lot of backwards and forwards. One of the key things that I would say, what I would say to anybody who's wanting to, do, to get a really good launch, and there is no, there's no other ways about this, is the power of going to uh, events and networking with people. Uh, all three of our big launches that we've done that did over 200K were all the ones that were kind of done on the back of us attending a couple of events okay. and, and sponsoring events and doing that stuff. And because what it does, you go into an event, you know you're going to have like at least 30, 40 affiliates in there that could promote your product, sometimes more. And if you network well, you mingle well, you, you give a lot of value to these people, you make friends with them, I mean, that, that's key to us. You see, in this business that we have now, there's a lot of people that just tag you in a message on Facebook with another 100 people and they expect you to promote. If somebody makes me a personal video and I know that person, I'm going to promote them. You know, and if someone else could have the best product in the world, they tag me on Facebook, it ain't going to get me promoting for them. So building up relationships with people, because you look after your friends, it's as simple as that, you know. And even if the product isn't quite as good as somebody else's, but it's my mate who's launching it, I'm sorry, I'm going to be promoting for my mate. So that... I kind of got that happened. I learned that quite early on because there's some people that I would have really liked to promote for us and they did, they were a bit offish with me. And I've kind of like now, yeah, I realized that it's not the way to go. You just need to build up a good, we, we now have this good network of people where we know when we launch, I can rely on 10 people and 10 good affiliates will bring you 80% of your sales. So for us, the rest will follow after that. As long as I've got these 10 people on the side with us for every launch, then we're pretty happy, you know? Great. So there's a question for you. So right now, we can't, no one can go out. No one can really go out and attend events. Yep. So what's your advice for someone who can't travel? I mean, right now, no one can travel, but eventually uh, when things are open and people still can't travel for various reasons, what's your advice for someone like that? Be personal. What I do, I make. I mean, I do. I go above and beyond, I think, what a lot of people in my space do. I've seen a couple of other people doing it, and they do it really great as well. But what I do, even when I launch, if I can go out and go about, I go to the park in Bangkok, I'll go to different places, and I literally, I literally make 30 videos on my phone, less than a minute, and I talk to them, to everybody as a human being. And I look at the Facebook, I see what they've been talking about. Maybe there's been a problem in the life, maybe there's something good's happened in the life, but I'll just be a human. And I'll say, I've seen you doing it, and by the way, you've got a good launch coming up, you want us to promote it, send me the details, I'll have a look at it. Okay. And then uh, here's, here's our launch, if you're interested, let me know, I can set you up with access, I can look after you. And it's just be human, you know, be, be, a, be a nice guy and people will, will come on board with you, you know. And that's, there's no reason to stop that. Now with lockdown, it's just as easy. There's probably more yeah. reason to do it because you've got more time on your hands. I did it. Like when I'm, 
when I was like going for my exercise, my daily exercise around the park, instead of just walking around the park with my earphones and listening to a podcast, I would record a video on my phone and I'd come out of the park and have 30 videos and I'd just shoot them all off at the end of that day. So I was doing like 150 videos for each of our launches and sending them out personal messages to these people. Not, I've seen other people who are doing it and they're making like a, a generic message and then tagging a little bit at the start saying, oh, hi, Paul, hi. But then the rest of the message is just standard. Mine were just totally, absolutely personal all the way through, you know. And the amount of um, messages I got back and people saying, wow, I can't believe you, you actually actually speaking to me personally. And I said, yeah, I think that's the way to do it. So I, I, I start this like three months before the launch usually. So that's quite funny because uh... – a couple of months ago, I was trying to reach out to some people and we were sending emails, me and my team, and no one, our reply rate was very low. So I watched this video by a guy called Max Maher, a young guy, and uh, he basically mentioned that he sent out personalized videos to a lot of his customers, really? potential customers, and his business just, you know, went up really high. So exactly. I did something similar. I did something similar where for, for a week I sent out personalized videos. I just... Uh, did a recording, hey, for example, hey, Paul, how are you? I just thought I would reach out and say, hi, blah, 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 I'm doing this, and I would love to talk to you sometime. And I think I did about 20 videos, and I got something like 12 people reply, and they all agreed to talk to me. So, and then I realized it's just so much more effective than just sending out emails or reaching out just randomly. You know, we can just yeah. do a two minutes video. And the funny thing is, it would take us. It would take me two minutes or three minutes to record a video. Whereas if I was writing a writing an email, that would take me a lot longer, like 15, 20 minutes. Absolutely. It's a lot easier and to record a video. And it's, it's, it's just better on. It's better on every level, you know. And I'd love to see the statistics from you know the other guys that are doing like recruitment, like I do. You know the other JVs and affiliate managers because I'd like to know what percentage of the people they contact actually end up sending them. But at least one sale because my rate of the people that send me sales is well over 50% on every launch. Right. And I don't think people get anything like that, you know? Right. So let, let's go back again to your first launch with, uh, with Pixel. So you, did you start three months before the launch or uh, again, I'm just going. Uh, yeah, Pixel, the Pixel one, I was kind of, it was, it was me. We actually had Chris Jenkins with us. He, I was kind of learning at the time. I was still in the infancy of, of, of learning my trade, if you like. It was four years ago. So I was kind of learning a lot from Chris Jenkins, who'd been around a long time. Same as Richard. They both, I, I had two people who had got between them probably 40 years worth of experience, you know. So I, I'm just learning every single day, constantly from both of these two guys. So that for me, I, that wasn't one of my long build-ups to it. I think I was probably, I was probably hitting people up. We went to the event in, I think it was San Diego, JV Zoo event in San Diego. Probably five or six weeks before is when I started on that one, trying to get people on board for it. Yeah, but now, I mean, I say three months. It's kind of changed the last few months actually because we've just changed our, our business model. We, we're just doing a lot of smaller little launches to do lead gen, building up to it. So we're getting like, just doing some info products and smaller little software launches now every five or six weeks. So I can't do what I would normally do for the big launch, but we're just building up the, the email list from those ones that, so we can promote Pixel to those guys in, in September, you know. So we kind of changed the model up a little bit at the moment, but if, if it was up to me and it was a perfect launch, I would want at least three months before we launch it with the product working perfectly so I can show people it, they can, they can use it, they can case study it, 
Okay. I, I'm not one of these. There's a lot of people who launch in the, the, our space where they haven't even got the software working until two days before. And it just drives me crazy. You know, I'm wanting to review it. I want to look at it. And people hitting me up two or three days before. We book our promos at least six weeks in advance, you know. So I've, I, I've just been speaking to Richard, actually. I've had seven people contact me today asking if I can promote next week. Seven people in one day have asked me okay. to promote their product. Got it. It's, it's impossible, you know. You can't please everybody. So we... we We've, we've kind of done this thing now where we sort of recip more. So the people who've hit our people who've sent us like 10, 20 grand on Pixel or on Sociob or Rollskit, those guys, we've kind of stuck with those guys, you know, and uh, and they send us big sales. So we make sure we, we do our best to send the big sales back to them. And once you start doing that with people, you start to build up good, strong relationships, you know. Got it. So let's talk about your product. How did you package it? So how, what was your offer for the launch? One, all right, for the original one. Yeah, and, um, and the original one, and how, how did you make it better and better over further launches? Well, I had a really congruent funnel, the, the, the original one. It was the first time, actually, I've ever seen, and I've never seen it since. On JVZoo, our front-end product was the number one selling product in the, in the past 30 days, and the number two selling product in that same 30 days was our OTO. It was the OTO, it was our upsell. It was the number two selling product on, okay. on the whole platform. So what was it? How did it work so well? It was just, it was a pro version of it. And do you know, I can't even remember what what actually that is. Like I said, I'm more of like the, the social guy. Uh, Richard would be the, the techie guy who comes up with the amazing funnels. So okay. I just say, look, come and promote this front end and you'll make some good money. And that's kind of what, what happens. But the, I think the pro version, you got an agency license with it, so you could use it for clients. Um, so you could go and like make banner ads and things like that. So the front end, you had like a, you could make your own ads and use it for yourself. Uh -huh. The upsell was, okay, you, now you can now, we, we built a whole agency package into it, I think. And uh, so then they could go up and set up their own business, if you like, to, to actually sell okay. banners to other, to other companies and stuff like that. Okay. And how many, how many OPOs did you have, one-time one offers? Right, on the original Pixel, we had, we only had two upsells. It was just quite a small funnel. It was, it was a front end, an OTO okay. one and an OTO two. Okay. On a Pixel Evolution launch, we actually had three upsells on that one, I think, because uh, we put a different, it was a congruent product, but we put it on the back. We had a social media um, platform that we put on the back that kind of fit with it. So it wasn't actually part of the Pixel. Okay. Uh, package it was another one of our softwares that just was it, was, it worked hands in hand with it you could do um uh, you could like schedule social media posts and things like that but you could also use pixel to do that to make okay. the, the banner graphics and all that sort of stuff so they just worked really well together so that's why we, we plugged that into it and what, what about your front end um i mean you had the product did you offer any other bonuses to beef up the whole package yeah on the original I honestly can't well, remember if we did it on that. I know we did on we did we definitely did on Pixel Evolution, we did on Funnel Skate, and we did on Social Hub. We we offered what would have been something in the funnel as a free bonus on the front end. Um or we offered an agency license for social. We offered we offered the agency license that was gonna be the upsell. We put that on the front end and then it just blew up. It just it went crazy, did that that launch as well. What about the text? Yeah, so we, we, we do that now. We do that. The original original pixel, we didn't. We didn't do that. But we learned afterwards that doing that is a, is a massive thing. So we, we do that all the time now. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Great. 
So let's talk about the technology. What kind of tools did you use that helped you with uh, the launch? <laughs> I mean, you're asking the wrong person. That's not my remit. I mean, <laughs> uh, we you tell you the whole stack and everything. But to be honest, we, the way me and Richard work, it's very efficient. We know what we're doing. Okay. And, you know, we just use, you won't believe this, we just use Google Sheets and Google Docs. Okay. You know, for like for, for communicating and doing stuff and setting a task, we don't use, we don't go into Trello or any of that sort of stuff. Just when me and Richard are working and we're setting it all up, we can we can do it all with spreadsheets and Word docs, and that's how we do it. Keep it simple, right? Yeah, yeah. So honestly, I, don't get me wrong. I, we use Trello, and Richard uses lots of different stacks of, of programs for, for all the development team because he's got about eight or nine staff that work for him full time. You know, so it it has to be used in, in certain situations but for the actual launch itself and i mean so from the dev side of it and all that rich would have to tell you what he used but i don't see any of that i keep out of it so i i literally do everything i get done on a launch gets done in google great 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 just keeping it simple i think uh absolutely yeah absolutely richard being a techie i'm from a tech background so we like to complicate things uh, more than necessary (laughs) sometimes that happens as well so What about your results? Let's talk about what kind of results did you get from the first launch of Pixel and you know all the subsequent launches, if you feel comfortable talking. Yeah, okay. Well, I think on the, on the first one, we did about $240,000 in a week. Wow. And then we, we did about 3,000 customers into that, 3,000 front-end sales. Okay. So the, all these three launches that I would mention, because there was one after another each year, they all did around the same amount of numbers on the front end, around 3,000 3, people customers okay. but so social did exactly 200k in a week okay pixel did about 240 and then funnels kit last year did actually 260k just because it had a bit of a, a stronger funnel behind it so that it was 260k we just learned a few things <laughs> and, and that has now gone up to well over 300 because we, we've got quite a bit of recurring stacked into that which is what we're going to do on the next pixel we've learned okay. a lot we've tested a few different things uh, and what we've learned is to do micro kind of not micro, but well, yeah, they are micro. Kind of micro recurring payments. It just works really well, and it, the churn rate's really low. And it, these numbers now, we're just getting this recurring income that's coming in, and they're not people are not um, cancelling. Whereas before, we've tried, you know, doing like thirty-seven a month, forty-seven a month. It's hard to retain people at that. You know, after a while, the churn goes down. But we've knocked them down to like just around ten dollars a month, and the people just do not cancel. It's making far more money. Okay, great, great, great. So. Um, so you've done a lot of launches. Let's go back to your first one till now. So if you were to go back now, what would you do differently? What didn't go to plan? What went to plan? And like a pro now, so what would you do differently? Okay. Well, okay. Well, I could go back to something that went wrong on the Sochi Hub launch. We had a real nightmare. It probably cost us about 20 grand as well, $20,000 at least. Is that, that a lot was or the- you actually made money from it or something? No, we lost. We lost that. There was something I'll explain. It was naivety, really. The Sochi Hub launch was not something that we were expecting to be a big launch. We, we, we was just we we kind of map out one big launch per year, and that was something we launched at the end of January. It was just a, a little. It was an app we had. It hadn't really cost as much to get it developed, and it was just it was just. Rich said, "Oh, should we launch it?" And I said, "Yeah, stick it. We'll stick it on my account." So we moved. Richard's account was like, it's a time-tested account. It's run a lot of money through it and everything. So we put the social launch, went through my account, went through my JVZoo, went through my PayPal, went through everything of mine. 
Um, and unbeknown to us, everybody just loved it. And, you know, people jumped on and it blew up over a day. So we had that much money come through my account. My PayPal just popped. They just went, whoa, what's going on? And obviously I'd not envisaged this. I'd not contacted pay- PayPal up front. So we quickly switched it out because it happened at a time at, I think Richard was asleep when it happened. And um, Chris was awake in America and my PayPal had gone and we were losing sales because obviously I, I was actually, it was really late at night here as well. So somehow Chris had woke me up and told me something was wrong. And we switched the PayPal to his PayPal. But obviously with the amount of traffic that had gone, people had been trying to buy it. Then they came back and they ended up buying it on this. This was a Saturday night. So on the Saturday and the Sunday, there was that much people came back. They were getting reminders that they tried to buy, they couldn't. And then Chris's PayPal popped as well. So that was two that went in two days. And then we put it, we put, we couldn't put Richard's name on into it, I don't think. Um, so we had to just use his daughter's PayPal on the, on Sunday night. Okay. And that we, we were literally just ringing PayPal all the time, just checking, making sure it was okay. Cause we, we, we did lose a lot of sales by the, the PayPal our payment process of going down. So, and now what we do, <laughs> I spent a lot of time talking to PayPal after that and explaining to them the situation. Did you get the money back? Sorry? Did you did PayPal give you the money eventually? No, they, they didn't they didn't take any money from us. What they did is they just they just locked it. Okay. And they basically just they shut my account down until they did a review of it. So they basically I couldn't use it. They didn't take any money. They just they just basically said, right, look, you're not doing anything with it. But, but luckily after speaking to them, I, Richard put me in I had a couple of people who knew people then. I ended up getting in touch with a, an account manager and having a dedicated manager and who's in Ireland and I speak to him all the time now. So going forward now, whoever's account we put it through one week before we will ring them up and okay. we'll say, look, please put a note on the account. There's going to be an influx of money coming through mm-hmm. and just because what it, it's an automation process for them. What it is, it gets, it happens automatically. They've explained to me what's inside PayPal. So it's not some human that goes and says, Oh yeah, but it triggers a button because it's just, it's so different to the normal like actions of a PayPal account. So what they do is that if you have a, a note added to your account and it gets triggered and someone goes in, because when it's triggered, someone will look at it and they see the note, then they can switch it back pretty quickly. So it, it might go down for like five minutes or something now, whereas before it just literally got chucked away and we had to beg for it back. It took about 18 days, I think, to get my PayPal back, something like that. Great, great. So I think the lesson there is that you have to be very careful with the payment processes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think even now today, I think PayPal's even worse now than what it was back then. I know a lot of people have had their PayPal shut since then. And I mean, we we now offer, since then, we've always done this now on every single launch. We offer Stripe and PayPal on every launch now. So at least if one goes down, the other's still there in theory. So yeah, you just have to be... I can understand it from their point of view. I mean, if they, if you've got an account that's maybe seeing like two or $300 a day going through it, and all of a sudden you've seen... 60, 70, 80 grand going through in a day, then obviously it's going to raise some eyebrows, isn't it? You know, yeah, so. Yeah. So it's just preempting it, really. That's what I would say. Just make sure you, you preempt it with your payment process because it's a key thing. If that goes down, you're screwed, you know? Okay. So let's go back again. I'm going to ask the same question. So, first launch, and you've got all this experience you've uh, accumulated over the years, and you're starting fresh. What would you do differently now, apart from the payment process? different from the first one mm. it's the, the, the way not much, really. yeah the first one is the most difficult for most people 
That's where... Ah, uh, okay. Okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Going back to the very first launch I ever did. But see, again, I was spoiled because I got brought in and I kind of worked under the umbrella. At the time, Richard and Mark had Craig Crawford, who was at the time was a really good affiliate manager. He was at the top of his game. And they kind of just brought me in at the side from the clicks launch. And I, I, I wasn't really involved in it too much, but they would just keep getting my face recognized saying, oh, Paul's getting involved with it. But I wasn't really doing any work. Okay. I was just kind of just sat on the sidelines watching it and just taking it all in and making notes and learning how they did it. So I've kind of been spoiled because I'm not your average person who's coming. And I mean, my first launch did 140K. So okay. it, it was like it, other people don't really get that very often, I don't think. So I've kind of been spoiled from the start just because I've had good people around me. So imagine you, you never had that audience and the email list and you had to start on your own, but you, had, you still have the experience you've accumulated over the years. So how would you start? You have a product you want to... Literally, I, w I, I would just reach out to people. You've just got to reach out to people and just be human. Honestly, that's the, that's the key thing. Make friends with people. I mean, we just launched a product a few weeks ago called the Newbie Playbook Affiliate. I mean, Richard don't normally launch with other people. It's very, very rare that we do. We've only done it a couple of times. And this is an example of what somebody did who was, he didn't have an email list. He was a newbie. He was, he was never launched anything. And this launch the other week was his first one. And this is how it happened. He, he came to, I ran an event here in Thailand back in December last year uh, in Pattaya, where a lot of affiliate marketers and launchers and people like that from around the world came to it and he turned up this guy called steve and he, he was just he wanted to get into the game he knew he used to work for neil napier as a writer content writer and he was he's a really nice guy clever guy and he didn't have an email list but he wanted to get into the into the the game and okay. at the event there was a some vendors there who it was karthik Uh, and Saurabh Batanja, I don't know if you know him, but he, he, they came up with this product called Market Presso. And what it was, it was like, you could have your own version of Fiverr. It's a very good platform. It's a solid product. And they were kind of showcasing it at the event, sort of talking about it. And Steve saw it and he thought, right, I've got an idea. And he came up with this idea that he would go and find the perfect customers for that product and go and reach out to them. So he went to lots of groups. And this is why he's, he's, he made a product of what he actually did because what he did, he went out, he, he got all these people who might be interested in Market Presser when it launched in January. Okay. And then when it did launch, he, he promoted to it and he did his own private little webinars himself. He did webinars to people and talked about it and then sold the product on the back of it. But he'd already warmed these people up for about six weeks. And so we noticed he was on this leaderboard and I thought, wow, that was that guy we met in Pattaya and he didn't have a list and like he's now done like 12 grand in a week. Well, okay. How has he done that? So then I bumped into him in Bangkok. We we're having a couple of drinks. And I, and I said, come on, tell me what he did. He said, oh, well, I've got, I'm going to do a product, but I need someone to launch it with. And then, would you do it? Would you launch it with me? And I said, oh, I need to see. I said, we don't launch. I'd have to ask Richard. I mean, we don't launch with people. We just don't do it. Okay. He just went, look, it's all done. You don't have to do anything. I just need you to help me get some people on, from the affiliate side of it. Okay. And so me and Richard looked at it and we thought, wow, yeah, it's really clever what he's done there. And it was just an, an info product. So I spoke to Rich and he said, yeah, okay, I'll throw a, bit, a couple of bits of software into it to pad it out. Okay. So the, what they ended up getting was not just his, his course, but they also got software that would help them do what he had done, what he was teaching. So we, we threw in an email marketing software, we threw in some survey software, which is kind of what he'd been doing. And it all fit together really well. And it was his first launch and he was over the moon. But what he'd done there was kind of just reaching out. You know, he'd, he'd gone there from in, in two perspectives. He'd gone to the event and he'd met 
people that he knew could maybe JV with him and help him. Okay. But then what he did, because he had the event, he identified a product that he knew could make a lot of money and he knew there was a big prize pool, so he knew people were going to buy it. Okay. And then he went out and he made contact with the people who were the perfect customer. So what he did on three, he had a three-pronged attack, really. But he was a perfect, he was a newbie. He, not, he had nothing. Okay. And he just, amazingly, when we were talking now, less than six months later, and he's got a nice, he's got a good Facebook group. He's got, he's had a nice launch under his belt. He's got a good email list uh, that he's, he's marketing to now. So he's, he's up and running now, you know, but he, he did it. He just proved anybody could do it, you know? Exactly. And I think it goes back to the thing that you have to be personal. I think nowadays we try to be too technical, too digital with everything where we basically try to do everything over the email, try to do everything through ads and stuff, but it just comes down to building relationships the people so i think 100% 100% i mean i'll tell you now i mean i love mario he's a great friend of mine mario brown but he's just had this ada comply or he's had something launched this week and he's just he's haunted me everywhere around the internet with his ads and i mean they've been absolutely everywhere like way way more than anyone else but i've not clicked on one of those ads i mean when he spoke to me in skype then yeah i spoke to him yeah okay we'll, we'll promote it you know but but it's just the ads don't do anything for me. Any anybody who's running JV ads, yeah, they're never going to work with me. So you may as well not target me. You know, save right. yourself some money. Right. It's just it's not going to work. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I think we need to go back to basics. Just reach out to people and build relationships. Honestly, I, I'm a massive yeah. advocate of just just be be yourself, be be normal. And some people are going to. There's probably loads of people who hate me out there, but what you have to do is you don't want everybody to love you. Just find the people who do like you and find the people that you like and just work with them, man. There's, there's hundreds and hundreds of people. Like I said, we we do well off launches by just making sure we have 10 decent affiliates on them. The rest will follow. If you get 10 people who hit it on your launch day, they send a lot of traffic, then it'll go to the number one on the platform you're on. Other people will see it, then they'll jump on board. So just work hard with 10 people. Just be good with them and you know the rest will come. You know? Great, great, great. Paul, that was great. Um, so... You talk about Richard. He's been. He was your mentor. What? Who? Who else apart from Richard and Chris have you know been really influential to your growth? Well, just absolutely Richard. Just unbelievably Richard. 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 But I mean, there's a don't get. I mean, there's lots and lots of people. I learn from everybody I speak to. But from from launching the one guy I've, I've met, a good friend, a very good friend of mine now, is Rob Jones. He's, I think he's probably the top one of the top affiliates on. Um, or his company and everything he has, he's probably one of the top affiliates on ClickBank at the moment. But what I've learned from Rob was that he stepped up. He's told me many a times to do it and I should do listen to him more. But he he moved from doing like the mid-ticket, the small ticket like we do, you know, the lower end $67 type launches. And one day he just said, you know what? He was doing $27. He said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go two grand. And it was the same product. He put it to two grand and then he just made like 10 times as much money like what? within the first few months. And now he just... He only deals with high ticket stuff now, you know. Wow. And I've learned a lot from Rob, you know, the way he does stuff, the way he runs events on the back of launches. And there's a lot of things he's taught me that I just need to build up the confidence to go and do and okay. take it another step and step into the big league if it was, you know, just to just go even further than where we're at, at the moment. So, yeah, there's, there's lots of people I listen to and I've had a big impact on me. Even people like Russell Brunt, you know, just big by going to the ClickFunnels events and reading his books and just, Following people, you know, 
people like Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, the people either love him or hate him, but some of the things he said to me just resonated, you know, and I got all his audio books. I listened to all of his books when I was first starting out. I used to listen to Russell's podcast every day in the morning, you know, walking to work and just, just there's lots of people that are influential out there. And I, I do read quite a few books. I don't so much read anymore, to be honest. I, I have Audible and I just listen to uh, audio books whenever I'm on public transport, whenever I'm going in the swimming pool, I've got, I've got, underwater what like walkman now that goes in your ears so when i'm swimming every morning i do 30 lengths so every morning when i'm swimming i can listen to an audiobook just everyone is quite influential really there's, there's so many people i could name but people i know would be richard and for rob jones really right okay paul thank you very much that was that was a pleasure thank you very much for being on the podcast Great. and uh i hope to speak to you soon no problem. Thank you very much anytime Bye. take care And that's it for this episode of Launch Legends. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and share more online marketing launch stories, please search for Launch Legends in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.